Do not adjust your audio. There's nothing wrong with your output. You're listening to our Fun Things Fun special episode number three. In this one, we will discuss at length handshakers. You do not have to listen to this episode if you don't want to hear about handshakers. I promise you, you're missing nothing. Do stay or listen to the end of the episode for an important, important announcement. And without further ado, oh shit, this is my favorite part. Take this Hello and welcome to a very special, special episode of Our Fun Things Fun, where we look at not just the fun things in life, but also the dumb things in life. That's that's so true. That's so true. I mean, on first season two, you and Ranko were very much talking about how you wanted to watch some shows that you actively didn't like. So this is the thing, right? We really wanted to try and get some shows in there that like, you know, for the sake of variety, I mean, clicks, everyone loves when you shit on something that's bad. Everyone loves that shit. Oh, yeah. But for for variety, for our sake, you know, we're so tired of watching high quality, good shows um, like that are largely life. watchable. Yeah. Um. So, um, I got with me special, special guest, um, Piss Andrew, a.k.a. Tsukihime D-Make on Twitter. Thank you. Um, I'm glad to be back. I'm really, I'm, Mal, I miss you. I feel like, I feel like we need to uh, shake our hands before we, before we get into our yep. episode. Yup. Everyone, put your hands together and say with me, we will be tight and tight. <laughs> Hand shakers. Uh. That's right. Uh, no Ronka this episode, but we do have one of the m- most infamous shows I would say of the past five years, Handshakers. Yeah, uh, this is the this is the five year anniversary of Handshakers, baby. We got it. Holy we shit! It. Yeah, G- January twenty twenty or January twenty seventeen, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. But... That's incredible. Yeah. Um. Okay, five years. This is a five-year retrospective on the series Handshakers. Oh yeah. So so I'll be back in two years, and then we can cover W's. Um, yes, sequel perfect. Show. Uh, um, let's okay. So let's assume that some of you might not know Handshakers off the name alone. Um, how would we want to sum up Handshakers? Uh, um, for those who aren't in the loop, it is uh, anime from Studio Go Hands. Uh, fresh, fresh off the second season of K, uh, which was like called, I think, like K Return of Kings or whatever. K's fine. It has so K very much established what the uh, Go Hands the set, true aesthetic is because they had like they do the Sato Kai uh, Yakuin Domo show, which is like a pretty standard, you know, show in high school like aesthetic. Mm-hmm. But then uh, go, the Go Hands aesthetic with K is a lot of. Um, 3D 2D saying there's just 3D 2D blend is maybe underselling what is going on but if you want to just watch an yeah. anime that needs to have access that needs to like have access to a 1080 video card at the very least to get the full <laughs> understanding I feel like that's a good way to describe it if you want to watch an anime that has been most destroyed by five years of cryptocurrency mining uh, since its release <laughs> oh yeah um, the answer is hand shakers bracket 2017 um okay so go ha- goat hands goat hands, go hands the studio goated goated with the hands 
I'm, um, I'm, I can't. Handshakers, an original by them. Yeah. I I always think of it as like go hands were like what would our studio want to do and they looked at the word hands and they thought i got it yeah that they need to shake their hands i mean it is a show about the importance of intimacy now come on you understand this. yeah I, I i suppose okay so let's give a brief synopsis here and then we can talk a bit about um the people behind the show mm -hmm. and maybe why it's so famous in certain circles um, certain circles of like Kuso Kino enjoyers. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's really it's really bad. Is the thing okay? Let's preface it. It's a bad show. It's a bad show. It's really, it's really. It is not good. It so, has very few redeeming qualities. It's also physically hard to watch. Yeah. So, so the like the the I mean the meme like the like I, it like it is the meme reason that people would know about this show is that like man this show causes like actual nausea with these fucked up pan like fish eye pan cuts. And yeah. just like call like color explosion in a nauseating way, not a funny way. Um, these all these 360, 180 sweeps that are just like really hard to find anything in the scene to focus yeah. on. And that's your eye, your eyes start like disassociating out of your head. And that's that's so true. That's like that is all true. Uh, Malin, when Mal and I watched the show together, multiple, mostly in the early episodes, honestly, multiple times. Like, the show gets more subdued with its art style as it goes on, which is almost funny. But, um, like, the multiple times in the first episodes, we had to just, like, audibly groan, or you had to pause it twice. Uh, it's all that. But the worst thing about the show is that the writing is actually just very uninteresting. And it does, and it is an anime, it is a 12-episode original anime show that feels like it is trying to be a, like, Inuyasha anime paste thing where yeah. nothing ever happens. It's incredible. They have a lot of guts here to like not only set up an ambitious plot, but also to cover so little ground as to have like three filler episodes. And I I use the word filler pretty damningly here because it is an original composition. Yeah. So you can just have more stuff happen rather than having episodes devoted to um cooking food cooking food at school and getting hired to cook food <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah think about it a show that features cooking and cooking hamburgers uh very prominently has mal this angry it's great to be clear it's a hamburg steak um <laughs> i would not call that a hamburger i'm not i'm i'm no american but i would not that's, want to hurt their feelings like true. that but no i i also yes the there's the three filler episodes where nothing happens and then also there's not an ending to the show it's so cool. Yeah, it just it's sort so of cool. stops. It's, it's pretty so incredible. Cool. They're off to fight it's... God. You see the man, <sighs> and then it's just... You see, the, you see fucking Mr. Johnny Bepp uh, Christ himself. Yeah. And you want to know it's cool? <sighs> What's double, cool? Double Use has the ending to Handshakers in it. It's great. And then That's Double awesome. Use starts. Um, that is so sick. Yeah. That, you know, All right. Classes of cliffhangers. <sighs> so let's talk about some of the people who worked on this TV show. Um, we got the directors, two of them are credited, oh, wait, one no. of them is also the series composition. Yes, but, um, actually, Mal, before, before we yeah. talk about the people, uh, can, can, let's, let's, let's talk about how our sausage was made, why we watched, uh, Handshakers. Oh, that's true. Uh, Mallory sent me a direct message on Discord, <laughs> uh, just like, hey, do you want to, like, record something? Uh, and we were brainstorming, what should we do? Uh, and Mal said, like, well, we could, like, cover pre, like, uh, Heart Catch Precure. And it's like, that is a 50-episode long show. I don't think we could do that. 
And but I was thinking like, okay, why did I watch uh, Heart Catch Precure like five years ago? And then I remember, oh yeah, it's because when I when Handshakers came out, I needed to watch like something good instead. And uh, then I just said Handshakers. Um, and you agreed you said to it. wait, dude, Handshakers. And then I said fuck, <laughs> dude, yep. Handshakers. Yep, that's uh, exactly what happened. I was just like free associating. Like, why did I watch fucking? Why did I watch Heart Precure a second time? And you're just like, no, bro, handshakers, let's fucking go. So really, it's your fault um, that we did this. I just wanted. To oh yeah, it's a hundred percent my fault. Yeah. I poor poor little old me wanted to provide content for our audience and for our fucking podcast. Oh yeah. And I I decided to punish you by roping you into it, and you punished me back in in fairness, yeah. in complete fairness by putting forth handshakers. So like it all works out perfectly in the end. This the the law of balance the, yeah, the remains law of balance. Un- unscathed. The the law of uh, Madoka Magica is in fact because our one director, Shingo Suzuki, you know, episode ten of Madoka, that was him, baby. That was him. He animated those keys. Christ. Um, <laughs> yeah. um Okay. Let's let let's let's get into our our, our cri- our criminals here. We got Shingo Suzuki, director. Yeah, I mean, he, he also um, did W's, he did... Did W's. You know, K. Uh, you know, most of the Gohan stuff, uh, right? Like, you know, he even, yeah. he even did, like, the keys on the original Seto Kai-like show. Also, sh- shouts out to working on Bakano. Um, but, and- yeah, I got, a, I got a Bakano credit, got a Madoka credit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of Seto Kai Yakuin Domo, which I'm only bringing up because our other co-director... Mm-hmm. Hiromitsu Kanazawa is the Seito Kayakuin Domo full series director. Yeah, yeah. Like, movie, season one, season two, season two with the asterisk on it, the second movie, the OAV, all that shit. It's all his fault. As well as Princess Lover, which is not a show that I've thought about very much at all. Uh, but it's out there. You can watch it. Um, I also it. from this dynamic duo, uh, Copelian, a show that I actually uh, tried watching when it was airing. I only sort of dropped off because I was bad at watching seasonals. I didn't have anything I disliked about it at the time of watching. Like I had, like maybe like three or four episodes in. It's... I kind of want to go back and finish it. You know, now now that you're ready to embrace um, the Gohan's lifestyle, I'm very That's I'm true. very excited for you. You know, God, That's ha- true. Kahana, like there we go. All you need. I, I gotta. Respect Kanahana, gotta respect Gohans. My boy Riki Akuyama, the sex god, is in it as well. Oh, like, yeah. what could be bad about this? So I, I might go and check that out and sort of just, you know, try and pick some brains over there. But those two, um, yeah, so Capellian seems neat. Um, K, I've heard middling to good things. Yeah, the, it, uh, when the, like, second season of K came out and uh, the, like, at least in my sex, like, section of online, is like, oh, man, this is so much worse. How did this happen? It's like... Oh no, it's kind of just like they made more K. It's kind of fine, but when when K was coming out originally, people adored that shit, and then the tide turned. Yeah, it was a lot of buzz yeah. right away. I remember that. I remember uh, Ronka also. If I remember correctly, Ronka, shout me out if I'm wrong. Um, when you're next on the podcast, I remember Ronka was pretty into K. Can't remember. I like I K. So. Like K's fine. Like go. Like, here's yeah. Here's the thing like about it. go ahead. Like K, will, it's one of those kind of like slightly swagged up, like actiony, but the guys are kind of homo uh, social with it. Series, they're very right? yeah, they are homo social with. It. And like the thing about uh, Gohan's, <laughs> even the handshakers, they're at least trying shit. They're trying shit out. That's that's kind of the thing, right? I'd Is rather like, I, I struggle I would, to. 
Uh, I'd rather be annoyed in new ways than just be bored in the like the same five ways and yes. handshakers and go hands in general. Like um, there must like scarred on the Praetor, their most recent like show was their most pretty like just standard like plot it like standard plot show in a while. It was kind of a disappointment, but at the same time, uh, they work in a coffee shop with a bunch of like non textured three D assets, which is incredible. So hell yes, like that's kind of the thing is like I think even when I was at my most mad at handshakers, I struggled to really hate it in terms of like heart and soul Mm -hmm. because it's trying so much stuff all at the same time on the screen yeah um i gotta say i was shocked to find out this show was only five years old i think when i was when i was looking it up i was like oh yeah handshakers it's about 10 years old and it's gonna look crazy now it's it's five years old i don't know why that was so surprising i think because my distant memory of watching episode one three times in a row (laughs) when it came out just in absolute disbelief (laughs) is just such a fresh that was a fresh memory that was formative for you yeah it was a big thing it was a big deal that was a yeah. hot fucking um week on twitter I'm, g- I'm gonna be honest with you that was very fun stuff oh yeah absolutely um but now you thought it you thought we were having fun with all the wonder egg puns oh my god handshakers <laughs> everyone has handshakers oh yeah not everyone has wonder egg <laughs> no nobody nobody has wonder egg we only shake hands here um but no man uh, do we need to do we need to talk about uh, goon tracks, your boys? Yeah, so I want to say I want to shout out one of the things in the show, one of the elements that is frustratingly competent, given the the sum of its parts, is like the music soundtrack. It's 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 not bad. Like it's honestly stuff that like if I were in the first five hours of a VN from like the two thousands, it's like spot on. It's like on the money, really tight, like sort of like laid back jazz fusiony, like like pre-persona type stuff mm-hmm. from like an anime soundtrack it's just used so inappropriately in the show um go we should say we should say goon goon tracks um <laughs> goon tracks the musicians are also responsible for the music in double use yes and then the op you said was also the people who did the um uh, gridman OP. yes oxt baby let's go wow. that is shocking to yeah. me because I do not like the OP of uh, Handshakers. The Gridman OP is very fucking nice. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was crazy. Um, but yeah, Goon Tracks, like, honestly, for what it is, like, I-, I think in a vacuum, they made a fine soundtrack. It just has no place in this show. And the the people making the show did not know what to do with that soundtrack at all. It's And it's so it's funny so strange. how whenever the, one of the songs has a vocal track on it, the mixing oh forces God, the it's... vocals like below the bottom of the song. You can there are multiple times where it, like the song had ended and is like, wait, hold on. Can we go back? I think I think I actually heard people speaking there. Uh, it was it's it was crazy. I, wonderful. I, there are, like multiple times. Piss was like, do you hear that vocal track? And I was straining to hear it. And like we were like going back over this one minute of audio and like eventually i can pick it out it's it's on un, it's unreal yeah it and is uh th- the show's audio and visual is like a magic eye drawing oh. in many many ways yes and there and there's like a repeated uh a, a nice touch though is that goon tracks the record label um that uh, you know that they're on has a lot all of the like back there's a lot of background art of just like their albums on the walls which is so funny so whenever you see like why the fuck it is are, is there just a bunch of shit that says mellow in the background that's the goon tracks baby they're on it 
a solidarity right there between artists. It's true. It's so true. All right, let's crack into the show proper. Let's discuss what happens in 12 hot, hot episodes of Handshakers. Yeah, unfortunately, so, unfortunately I cannot get you to watch the, the prequel special OVA, but, you know. You say that like I was resisting. We just didn't have it in the folder. And I <laughs> yeah, didn't want to go looking for it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, the if you if, if, if it was presented to me, I, I would have watched it. Mm-hmm. But it, but as it is, we had twelve episodes to watch. Um, okay, this show starts off with one of the most um, like powerfully abrasive tour de force camera zooms, just like a minute and a half solid of like sw- just completely jiggling the brains of the viewer around to catch up to like what Gohans has in store for you it's shocking how quickly this show is immediately putting up what it looks like for the full 12 episodes and will never cease to look like it's got blingy gif chains with the fire effect like from after effects like like cs6 mm-hmm. on everything um the camera's swirling around the manner in which the characters are highlighted like there's okay we're getting ahead of ourselves the plot of handshakers is that you have to shake hands with your partner mm-hmm. to summon nimrods. god no. summon nimrods sorry yeah. i'm skipping ahead yeah you have yeah. to summon nimrods oh oh that's time for the boot boys drop uh <laughs> be right back <laughs> Okay, and we're back. Um, yeah, I scored that damn t-shirt. But enough about good stuff. So, they have let's Nimrods. Let's talk about goat stuff. Yeah, let's talk about goat stuff. They they shake hands with their partner, and then that mm-hmm. summons their Nimrod, which is from the Bible, right? That's like the hunter? Yes, because where, where, are, they, where are they fighting in? They're fighting in the ziggurat. Oh, yeah. It's... Do we? Can you ever really tell what makes a ziggurat not real life? No, but do they tell you that if you die in the game, you don't die in real life? Then that yeah. is the funniest thing I think any show's ever said is like when you sh- when you sh- and your handshaker hold hands and there's another pair of handshakers nearby within like one kilometer. Oh my god, they drop all this lore about like the distance it takes to summon the ziggurat within another handshaker radius, and it's never important. But no. When you're in the handshaker radius and you both are handshaking, both pairs of handshakers are shaking hands with each other, and then it summons the ziggurat, which is signified by an environment that is reused often enough, but not consistently enough to just be confusing. And it has the blingy textures on every single surface yeah, and wall. Get them, po- get them polka dots going up. Yep, the koi fish are swimming in the background. It sort of looks like if you went to a tattoo parlor and all the tattoos were moving around. <laughs> yeah, but also that effect just like quickly goes away once the actual fighting starts. It's so funny. Yeah, it's it's too much for the for the machine to render. So it's not on all the time, but it's on enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in the ziggurat your nimrod is summoned and then you commence the handshaker fight to see who gets to to fight god to establish a new um galactic law or something yeah the grant grant wish galactic law it's kind of it's grant wish that's it yeah yeah. but um, i knew there was some sort of term um anyways so 
this show is episodic in nature where you're sort of going through and our two main characters um tazuna and koyori who and i guess now we'll start talking about voice actors um because this is a stacked cast it's so funny how this is an incredibly stacked and misused cast it's incredible um our main boy tazuna voiced by soma saito um who you might know from such shows as miano and sasaki to miano right let's stay current with it oh that's true wow cool um also n stars he's one of the big n stars i think yeah uh he's lane he's lane aim in half gundam hathaway a character that will hopefully exist in the later hathaway movies nice uh-huh. nice um he's hermes from is it wrong to try to pick up girls in a dungeon you know lots let's of go. heaters let's go um yamagi gilmerton from ibo so that's a big one for some of our fans Mal, have, um, you actually, have you seen IBO yet? I didn't finish IBO. I, I saw a couple. I think at the okay, time okay, I was like, there. I don't really care about this too much. And I might care about it later. But um, it wasn't for me at the time. Um, he is our funny glasses boy from Gridman. He's Sho Utsumi. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, no. The Handshakers to Gridman pipeline. It's very The Handshake. Yes, 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 yes. Of course. But, um, but yes, um, he, so, if, he is possibly the, like, the least well established voice actor in the entire cast yeah probably including um including background characters yeah there's a lot of throwaway single lines of dialogue i think the one that floored me was in episode 11 there is a character who apparently is named and she has exactly three lines of dialogue and who else but hayamin herself to deliver those three lines of dialogue yeah 2017 hayamin baby let's go Risa Taneda appears for two lines of dialogue as a female student. It's just Mm -hmm. insane. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I, Kakuma is a character that is already dead by the beginning of the show and has like two lines of dialogue. Oh, wait, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's the different character. But uh, yeah, Sora, uh, I meant Sora Amamiya is the the already dead character. Yeah. Um, Satomi Sato, uh, a favorite of the podcast, is um, Tazuna's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, who does not have a name, but she's there. Doesn't need one. She's she's just there in the streets. But before we get too far, let's talk about our other uh, main member of the couple, um, Koyori, the selective mute um, surgical experiment uh, girl with the white hair on, mm-hmm. who is voiced <laughs> by Sumire Morohoshi herself. But really, but really only in the last few episodes. Yeah, because... voice is a really um, strong term for what's happening in the she... in the performance here. Yeah. She got, you know, he got her making, like, weh noises, and that's about it for the yeah, she go Yeah, she's going weh, she's going mm, she's going mm-mm, she's going hum when she eats food. And that's kind of yes. it for um, the vast majority of the show. Oh, yeah. And um, it... It was it was great hearing you be like why why is nobody really remarking on this what is going like why are they doing this to yeah. us and then when she it's so funny like the uh, like a lot of the music in the show is very like cuts against any sense of like tension or climax but also all a lot of the acting does it because when she finally speaks a line it is the most just like like passe just like oh yeah hey guys what's up yeah the it's most so zanned funny. out woman on on yeah. anime. They got Ichigo. 
They got, got Ichigo. You know, they got, yeah, yeah, if they you got, don't know who Sanrio Morihoshi is, she is the illustrious Ichigo Hoshimiya from Aikatsu. All-time mm -hmm. favorite goat queen. We love her. Yeah. And they got her doing nothing. They do they, not love... Yeah. Handshakers does not love her. They don't care for her, and that really that really hurts my heart. The first yeah. strike of many against Handshakers <laughs> as, as a program. Uh, I, I was going to say, I feel like the actual first strike is when, by the, by like the end of the first episode, they'd already been reusing footage of the school. Oh my god, there's like a couple shots of the school as establishing shots that include pans through characters' faces that are just like unwatchable and they show up like five to six times in the show's run it is insane which also undercuts like the attempt at like you know uh circular narrative we're back at the beginning uh, like in the last episode because the last thing you yeah, see because you're always is, there is what is, is like the first it's like you know the first shot you see and then ah uh, the last shot you see also but it's at night now but it's yeah still, I've, we've seen these children walk down this road like 10 times now it's so shaking fun. my damn head it's no good yeah yeah but um but so yeah, the court. first um oppositional handshaker couple that uh tazuna and koyori run into are a couple of punk rockers known as break and bind um this show is listed as having objectionable object oh my god objectionable content colon significant on anime news network and i would say it's mostly because of this first arc here oh my god where you are interested to uh, John Fukuyama's break as he is stepping on Bind's pussy. Yeah, that's yeah. really fucking funny. It's very funny. It is highly objectionable. Yeah. Um, the Chains guy has like this um, fetish um, thing going on. And it's pretty quickly forgotten because he's really just like the first jobber who appears. And yeah, Jun Fukuyama and Yoko Hikasa are our two jobbers. It's like, like once again, just ludicrously overly famous people showing yeah. up in this thing because i feel like kakasa like the only lines she has are just like ah break you're so cool like she's got like four lines yeah, it's yeah. Like, and they're okay. all like oh hit my pussy up oh oh my break break coon yep yeah and fukuyama himself is like yeah here's my nimrod yep we're fighting and he doesn't really do much either it's, it's they show cool. up yeah, they show up at the end of the show for like three frames, but they don't actually say anything. It's just like he, he walks by yeah, there's their boy Taz, and he's like, "Oh, what the? I know you." Yeah, um, it's um, but... it's a, it's a hell of a pick, hell of a choice for the show. Um, so our first our first couple break and bind. They get defeated using the um. So I guess Tazuna's character thing is that he's like a little autism boy who likes to fix um mechanics and electronics. And yeah, so he's kind of like an amateur watchmaker. So his his Nimrod is like a big sword made of gears, which would look cool if it were like a a comprehensible image. If you could like look at it and like understand it, it would be very cool. It, the, but... the sword looks like the fucking old op like an old like early digipaint op yeah where, like how do we make a bunch of particle effect happen? It's like oh no we just use basic shapes and like mm -hmm. have them be close to each other and that'll just like make the particle effects happen like that first haruhi op right with all the stars that's basically what his sword looks like it's so funny uh can you kick up the 4d 3d 3d 3 on that sword please 4d 3d 3d 3 engaged oh. It's but that's uh, the entire show. The entire sh this show is mostly the celery man bit from Tim and Eric. It, I mean, it, there's more of that than there is fighting because there's that is like true. 
four fight. There's like what four fights across this entire show. And yeah, all there's four short. major fights. There's break and bind. There's um tiny and tall. Um, that's not their real names. I'm just trying to remember. There's um, idol and peace on. There's the idol and the uh, producer manager, and then there's uh, unwoke siscon. Um, yeah, the unwoke siscon. Thank you. And then there's also the final fight. No, the final fight is. Oh yeah, the fi- there's five fights. This show has oh, yeah, five fight. fights in it because you have the Tsudaken fight at the end, which is another heartbreaker for me personally. Okay, let's not um let, let's try and well, get back on track here. Yeah. So We, we have, have not their... established how they met, so we should probably the oh, Paz so and Koyori. There's a laboratory in the school or is it a different yes. building? No, it's with it's one of the school buildings. It is in the school. Okay. They that's don't good. establish well. I can see why you say that because they don't establish any reason for like Taz to be there at all. He just like appears in the room. Yeah, he's just he's hanging out. Um, he sort of is walking through the the school and he stumbles upon the um, Hayasaka Labs or Makihara Labs. Mm-hmm. Um, and he walks in and there's a girl in a hospital bed and he just enters the room and just like holds her hand and then boom, wouldn't you know it, that's the ziggurat, baby. Oh, and then yeah. this overly excitable um, little punk-ass twink bitch voiced by, once again, luminary famous actor Shotaro Morikubo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Most famous probably to the West as Yosuke from P4. Um, nobody, yeah. nobody played Persona Four with the Japanese cast. Come on now. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Um, uh, then in that case, he's Shikamaru from Naruto. So there, there you go. have it. Um, famous guy, big famous guy. He's been around lots of stuff. Um, great to hear him in this. I actually, I will say, I like his performance in this show. He's got a lot of pep, and he's very fun and funny, except yeah. for all the writing and the script and like what his character does and says. That- yeah, the fact that he is half glasses scientist man who has the glasses shine effect never turn off is a real bummer. That is yeah. the entire bit to him. Pretty oh, much. Well, he said he said and he says shumai bit. a lot. Yeah, the you other wanna, bit is he wanna, eats shumai. The most disgusting looking shumai you will ever see. Th- this is the worst looking anime food of all time. Is in this show. Oh my Christ! There's it so is. yeah. There's a lot of cooking in this show, and none it's of the so food centric. It's so food centric, but all the food looks ass. And there's, it's never really even about the act of cooking, right? It's just like, all right, put this thing in the microwave. No, it's about the act of holding hands while cooking. It's, it's, yeah. it's really insane. It's, it's about how good employees they are. Oh, it's fucking this show. This truly is a show about nothing. It's incredible. Um, but yes. Yeah, so, so also the reason Tazana went up to the hospital bed, Koyori, without knowing who she is, is. At the at the start, he thinks that it, she is his dead sister, but then he immediately realizes, like, okay, no, this isn't. And throughout the rest of the show, people go up to him and like, hey, you know, this girl isn't your dead sister, right? And he like he like, there's no reason for them to think that he would be thinking that she's his dead sister because there's nothing going on there until at the end of the show, where they tell you that Koyori and her twin sister, the secret sister reveal, have the organs of his, you know, dead sister in her. But it is such an, like, unnoticeable thing that Mal didn't even pick up on them actually saying that. It's so fun. Yeah. It's... I... I, <sighs> I would feel shame in a different circumstance. Yeah. Well, because... <sighs> 
Because the way the way that they tell you that like oh the actual connection is through flashback. They're like oh we found an organ donor for these children, and they don't even like say who it is directly. It is that like okay yes no it would be the dead it would be the dead sister we're through deductive reasoning it's so, like just... that makes sense it's just they yeah. never actually say it and it, this show is um a very loud show in message and in visual and mm-hmm. i've really expected them to say it i don't know i don't know they set up a low bar of um of uh, how should i say it there's a fucking um Th- this show has no closure. This show has no gap of closure with its audience. It trusts the audience very little. Or it's happy to show off for the audience, I, should, I suppose I should say. I don't think there's... There's a lot of trust. If you can watch the whole show, you are you have eyes of steel. So the show trusts you in this way. But Yeah, I mean, by the end, you were pretty subdued by the visuals. You were falling asleep. I straight up was, like, passing out the last two episodes, like, trying to pay attention. It was unbelievable. I was tired from work, but I've never felt like that watching a show. Um, holy the shit. The engagement was poor. But, uh, well, yeah, and so, like, there are, there are only five fights in the show, and the fight choreography is also just truly, truly dire. I don't... Yeah. It's way I more don't... about the camera than it is about the fights. Like, you know... Um, uh, I, I, the camera is is swooping and swooshing more than anyone who's fighting is. It's just so, it's so challenging. This is one of the highest difficulty shows I've ever watched in my life. I think, and I oh. I, I, I failed. I got like a C on like I got like a rhythm game C, which is like a pretty bad <laughs> fail. I would say yeah. in watching yeah. this show. You do not unlock any of Mio's outfits in the Kalon PSD <laughs> game if you get a C. No, you, so. I did. I did not unlock the hard, um, challenging, the hard, the hard difficulty chart while watching this show. I would but have to go the, back and play it again. The amount of ju- well, there's also just like a ton of dead space in the fights, and yeah. not in, even in a like characters talking to each other. It's just like no, like a line has been said for like second pause, and then the punch will land. It's just very yeah. confusing. I feel like they really demolish the concepts of like squish and stretch in the way the show moves because I feel like a lot of the show the characters are definitely they're not CG themselves but they're being modeled after CG figurines right Mm -hmm. like more or less there's lots of poses that are like oh that's a CG figure that has been um, drawn right yes yes and and there's just like no distortion so the, the hits all lack that oomph that like any sort of like sakuga should have um furthermore there's just like weird the timing the editing is so hard as well where like it'll cut this show has like fight scene editing like a marvel film where they cut around impacts it's insane Uh, and the the, like nothing ever hits anything in this show it's all like beams waves or like insane fucking editing cuts no, that's the thing, right? Where it's like the, the like the 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 style palette on display of like the colors and the like blending of two D and three D. Like it's like oh, okay, this is like you know garish and aggressive, but I could see how this could work out really cool in a way. But the editing and the camera movements are all just so like numbing and are actually more no, they're nauseating. It's just fucking dire out here. It's I don't, so hard. Ah. Uh, I, I respect the vision, but it does not it does not make for entertainment. But um, it makes for a show. It does not make for entertainment. I think that's a good way of putting it. But anyway, should 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 we go back to trying to talk about the plot? 
Uh, sure. Yeah, let's give it another but, shot. So see, I will. Also, I, I I say before me is like about half of the episodes. Whenever you realize that there's only like three minutes in the episode left, you would just say like, "Wait, what has happened in this episode?" So there's yeah, a reason the, it's hard to talk about the plot. Th- this show's flow is such that every episode just sort of flies by you, and you it's over before you realize what has occurred. And then the mm-hmm. last two episodes, all of the back, all of the um, backfill catches up, and it is just unbelievable. Yeah. It is unfucking believable. Um, yeah, I mean, most God. of the story in the show does take place via flashback, and I mean, people really like One Piece still, right? So maybe they were onto something. That's but, true. Yeah. You know. <laughs> God, but uh, anyway, so yes, yeah, so break and bind. So yeah, so they're they're shaking hands at school. And then all of a sudden, uh, you know, Tazana's friend, uh, Lily Hojo, really does not like that Taz has a new girl in his life, um, which is funny on her end. But uh, all of a sudden, uh, you know, they wake up, the doctor man is gone, and the duo are just attacked by the 3D chains that are going through the walls. And wouldn't you know it, it's breaking his puppy girl bind, and they're just trying to kill them. Nothing's really explained, but you see the cool sword, and then they win, and then uh, Koyori gets adopted into Tazuna's family, and in a house where all none of the paintings are lined up, it's a lot of juxtaposition in the art. It's really annoying. I hate, I hate the, I hate that the entryway of the house is a forced perspective nightmare that makes oh. everything seem like four feet tall, but the door and like it. I hate I hate this house, Mal. I hate it so much. I hate the house. And there's too much time spent here. Like the fact that his mom is like a more important character than most of like the plot relevant like doctors in the second half mm-hmm. is like and she doesn't have a name. Like it's it's uh, who cares? Who gives a shit? Let's it's... stop the episode. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, we uh, haven't even talked about. We okay. haven't even talked about Sumi Pay. I know Come we on. haven't even gotten to Sumi Pay. Our my my sparkling light, my my my, my perfect princess Sumi Pay, d- yeah. appears in this show. And Actually, th- yeah, and multiple times. Thank God. She beca- like she's honestly probably has the third most lines of do- actually like second most yeah lines second of most because Quiri doesn't talk so yeah. like easily Actually, she's the second second highest script count in the show I would say. I- Actually, Mal, you want to know what? Here's here's how we explain the plot of the show. So Koyori gets adopted into the family. No real attention is given to the fact that she isn't speaking. Uh, they're just like, everyone's pretty cool with that. Uh, mm. And then they fight the Sumi Pei and her boy toy pair. Um, then they fight. And then, you know, multiple, multiple episodes pass. And then they fight uh, Lil- Tazuna's classmate Lily and her and her little brothers, the Unwoke Sibcon. Um then another episode passes, and they fight uh, Kodama, a failing idol Kodama and her manager, her her dropped out of salary man to become an idol manager, uh, right. voiced by Sugita. The be- in an honestly really good performance, like it's really fucked up. Uh, and then, and then another epi- two episodes pass, and then Suda, who showed up earlier in the show, and Mal's like, oh, man, that's so crazy. Like, I hope he shows up again. Why does he only have, like, five lines? Shows up with Koyori's thought-to-be-dead or just completely unmentioned twin sister. Uh, and then they fight, and then Taz and Koyori go off to, like, fight God, and the show ends before they actually even meet. 
that is the plot of Handshakers. Anyway, what's up yeah. with Sumi Pei, Mal? What what's up with Sumi Pei so, and her boy toy? Sumi Pei shows up at the school one day. She's uh four foot one. She's two apples tall. Sumi Pei, yeah. uh, her her character's name is uh, Chizuru. Whatever we're calling her, Sumi Pei yeah. from this point on. Um. Uh, she, she is playing Sumi Pei. She's playing Sumi Pei. Yeah, she's really having the best time here. I think she had the most fun on this show compared to anyone else. Um, she smacks that man's ass so she many beats times. the shit out of that man's ass. So she's Great like, she works work. at some sort of company. If she shows up like in a suit, like in a businesswoman suit, um, yeah. and she's the boss of um, Hayate, who's her um, little underling guy. Hayate yeah. is tall compared to our main duo. Like I would say, yeah. they're like Tazun is a short guy. Koyori is a, a short girl. So they're, like they're like around five foot something, like five foot two or three, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. Sure. I w- I would say that this show operates on the clamp logic of everybody yes. who is child coded is about two feet tall, and every adult is seven four and can dunk standing up. Pretty or, much, you know, pretty much jumping. Um, and then to add to that, you have Chizuru, who is the the yep. shorty shorty. Like she's like a foot shorter than our main duo, who's like our first year high school. So yeah, she's yeah. really tiny, and Hayate is really tall. And this this combines to sickening vertigo effect whenever they're on screen together in the show. It is just so Espe- it's so difficult. It's so hard. Espe- Especially because one of the most infuriating shots this show loves is an off-center, like, looking at the characters from below thing. Not even... Maybe maybe it is a sex thing, but it makes everyone, all the boobs look like shit and the faces just melt. It's horrific, and it just only accentuates the height gap. So maybe that's, that's actually pretty cool. That's cool. Support that there. But... Mm-hmm. God. It's... Anyway. Uh... But anyway, Cheezeru though she's great. Cheezeru's she's great. great. She's a loud Sumipei girl who's tiny, and she uh, runs a restaurant. Um, she and Hayate are trying to become handshakers. I think this part's funny. Like these two are introduced, like bind and break or whatever. They're jobbers. They show up. Yeah. They're wicked nasty with it. They get defeated in combat. It's whatever. They're not like important. Cheezeru and Hayate are like named characters who have like a yeah. reason why they're doing the handshaker stuff. They're trying to stop height discrimination in the workplace with their wish yep. to God, right? Like I didn't misread yep. that. That's yeah. Okay. Nope, that is entirely it. Yep, yep, yeah. So cool, but like there's they're doing something, right? And I think I feel like every other character um doesn't have like an impetus for their wish to God in the same way. I guess the idol does, but like yeah, I guess the Siscon uh, couple. Does. <laughs> oh, I mean, no, they definitely, they yeah, definitely, they need, do. they need to ask God some big favors, um, and so and some apology. I under, I, I, I see, I, I think, yeah. it's like, I, I, it's, it's so they show up, they have this wish to defeat God so they can um stop discrimination against height in the workplace and then they lose and then they're still pretty consistent characters. Like they show up and they stay around a lot, which is cool. Yeah. Cause I, li- I like hearing Sumi Pei talk. It's, it's great for me. No, it like, it is great that she stays around. Uh, like, honestly, I would say about 80% of the fun scenes in the show take place with Sumi Pei and Hayate. Yeah. Getting it's... like, his the welts on his ass bigger and bigger yeah she just will um, be slapping his ass as a manner of habit or like um you know, you know sir, like you know how some people like pace when they're on the phone she sort of like slaps his ass when she's talking to or about him it's good yeah. 
it works out it's, well. Yeah. It's very it's very attractive. It's appealing. But uh, but it is also I feel like informative. Uh, actually, I feel like this is a pretty informative way of talking about the you know pacing issues of this show. Is that Hayate shows up in episode one briefly because Tazuna fixes his like hubcap, and then it right. takes until like halfway through episode three. For them to be revealed, like, oh, yeah, we're handshakers and we're going to fight. And then the fight ends in episode four. And yeah. then, and then there's a, at least one episode gap before they fight the next pair. Yeah, even. and then, like, the rest of episode four is um, is mostly just sort of, like, decompression from the fight where they, like, have a bunch of lore and they explain a bunch of shit that does yeah. not matter. Um, yeah, this is that is where the one kilometer range of the handshaking comes from. It's useless, useless information. But. And then episode five is our first like capital F filler episode. And yes, using the word filler in an original series is you know not correct, but it is literally filler yeah not yeah not filler in the when people talk on twitter talk about anything that is just character development and not fighting but right. it is literally there's a card game that exists in universe that is that is it's just Yu-Gi-Oh, right um and has no like importance except for okay we need to have uh this Yu-Gi-Oh tournament coming like going on because like lily's little brother uh who is voiced by ayumu murase <laughs> Oh yeah, Lily, voiced by yeah. Ikeyano. What the fuck is? Uh, too many good actors are in this show. It's really yeah. sad. But like, but so yeah, her little brother is really good at the card game, and wouldn't you know it, Koyori in her you know selective mutism like godhood also really good at the card game. But neither of them really care about it at all. Once once like there's no, you never see Master like talking about like oh yeah, heart of the cards. I love it, baby. They just. They do it, and it is it is their special like handshaker link up power, but also like. But also, it's could, it's card that, games. Like she has a tarot cards, and he's playing like fake card fight Vanguard, yeah. which is called Precious Memories, right? Yep, that's yep. the name of that. You can't call it. That's not a. That's not cool. You can't call yeah. it that. First of all, there's already the shitty figurines for grandmas. I guess that's a North America <laughs> issue, but yeah. like. It's not cool. It's just not, it's not. It's not swaggy. I don't know why you would do that. Well, and like her tarot card thing, it's like it does. Like that actually does have like okay, she is the woman that is going up to people and like showing them their tarot cards and shit. But the card fight vanguard shit, it's just like okay, this could be anything because like even in the visual style of their you know handshaker like team up like ah it's we we shoot cards at you that could just be any homing attack right like this there's nothing yeah, hard yeah. about it they, they, they this show fails to use semiotics of its um characters the cards don't do anything the this the the one the the brother has the fucking red eyes black dragon card that shoots fire which mm -hmm. is kind of cool but um, it's very confused. This is, I think, the most confusing fight because they're bouncing around a lot of rooftops, and the cards are like summoning things in random locations, and they're just getting attacked with the sword. Um, like he just defuses everything that the cards throw at him with the sword, and it's this kind of nothing going on. The real fight is happening internally between the two siblings, um, which I don't feel at liberty to discuss in this podcast based on warnings we've gotten on Spotify. 
But suffice well, it to say, um, we did. We suffice to say, we did look up what a Japanese family register looks like. Yeah, um, we had because... to do that to figure out what was happening with the end of their arc. Um, yeah, because the subbers, and I don't blame them, did not translate the form that was on screen. But also, it is surprising that like they don't have a bit of voice at over or have their parents say what it is. It is just like a good six seconds of the family register on screen. Yeah, once again, it's the most important parts of the show, or the or yeah. the biggest um the biggest drops in the plot, the biggest like m- like the biggest Bigger plot than... moments just don't have um just the the show leaves it up to you for the first time. It's it's. Yeah. So inconsistent, not helpful. Uh, speaking of big, uh, Lily had Lily is big boob girl, but her boobs oh are atrocious. It's uh, yeah, like... this is the worst shit. I take back everything I ever said about Nodoka from Saki. Yeah, I'm ready to it... watch Saki now, all the way through. I'm gonna be strong and I'm gonna enjoy it. Um, yeah. man, this shit is vile. It's so bad. Uh, yeah. she got because the they're... big fucking Chelsea Charms balloons that don't look natural. Her OnlyFans is suffering. There's like 12 subscribers because they're all kind of freaked out. They're all medical <laughs> yeah. doctors. Yeah, she got that rubbernecking on deck. <laughs> but uh, it was it was funny because there was times where you were just like, in a different show with different characters, I think Lily could work. And then her like something would happen with her boobs. It's like, no, okay, fuck this. I'm done. Like, I'm she's done. not even... Like, I think a big issue with the show also is the characters in a vacuum aren't bad. Like, yeah. Chizuru especially is a shining pinnacle of this show where she's a very fun character voiced by an extremely good actress who's having fun with it. Hayate, her foil, also fun. Um, yeah. The Sibcon couple, like, not even that terrible. Not bad at all, really, except that they're in this show and they look like that and they move like that. Um, and, and and let's be real, your biggest issue with them is that it's, uh, you know, a heterosexual couple. Uh, look, 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 I try not to get biased on here. I try not to have um, strong or controversial opinions. It's not even that's why it's bad. It's mostly bad because it's in this show and because yeah. um, I, the, 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 the brother is just getting punked. He doesn't really understand what's happening to him. He um, got yeah. He just got drafted. Into yeah, he got drafted. Yeah. Got drafted into the fucking my sister army. And yeah, he does not. Yeah, and he does not know what's happening. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like uh, oh, we could be annoying and talk about like ah, this is clearly like grooming and gaslighting. It's like no, there's none of that. Like it's just like okay, I made this choice for you. You're in this now. Let's yep. go. Um, it's so. What a what a fucking ordeal. Also, her, their fight has. The funniest thing of uh oh so part of part of the the catch of the first nine episodes is that Tazana is the only one in the group and like the Tazana Koyomi or Koyori group who has a Nimrod Koyori because she because she anxious with it can't manifest hers yeah so theoretically ah uh, two on one fights and he also has to def- it's also like Aiko where he has to defend the girl right but. Then it's just a lot of like, okay, Tazan is just gonna one on one each of these people, and it doesn't it doesn't actually feel like a team yeah, it really doesn't ever. matter. Basically, the way that handshaker pairs work out is that the guy is usually stronger and cooler and just fights Tazuna, and then Tazuna yeah. wins, and then it's over. Um, yeah. And the way Tazuna wins this one is he's falling from the sky. Lily says something like, ah, oh, this is the end. Love you, bro. He says something back. Five seconds pass, and then he just crashes into her. It's so It's incredible. Fucking... I have a note yeah. here saying, 
That is the single worst sound effect I have ever heard in my life in anything. <laughs> uh, at eighteen thirty in episode six, that crash sound yeah. is unfucking believable. I would say as as far as the music is passable, just inappropriate. The sound effects are like TikTok level of like that should not really be going there. Like, it seems like someone is punking on the show by including all of the sound effects in the manner that they did. It's really, it's really quite, uh, yeah, like, oh, there, uh, so a lot of the, again, when it comes to the cooking, there there are occasionally, like, cooking sound effects, and uh, they feel like they come out of a Cooking Mama parody game. Yeah. I don't. It's, it's the the Tim and Eric fart sound whenever you flip the the hamburger. (laughs) Yeah. Which, again, most, like, most shows would simply just use like a stock library right and we would not be having this conversation but they go out of their way to find new sounds they're so high effort and it doesn't and it doesn't work at all but it's interesting (laughs) it's really interesting that's for sure (laughs) i want to know why this happened yeah Um, pretty much but um, i also want to mention before we move on from the lily masaru arc um, this marks the first appearance, the first of two appearances, because he's just absent until his arc at the end of the show, of yep. my, my, my special little guy, Kenjiro Suda, shows up in this show as the main antagonist. His first appearance is heartbreaking for me because I did not know he was in this, and so he just starts his sexual little drawl, and I start losing my mind because, no, Suda Ken is in this, no. I mean, he's in W's also. Oh, yeah, it's just, yeah, great, good, cool. Does he does he do more or less in W's? Uh, that's a, that that's. Uh, Is it a spoiler for W's? No, that's not a spoiler. That's just a, a difficult question to answer. You know cool. what is more? That's yeah. But, that's also true. That's a good point. What is more? What yeah, is more? What? Baby, don't show me that show. Um, yes, yes. And then after the uh, Sibcon arc, we are introduced to our second filler episode. Um, the Persona music uh, so, starts, and the school festival begins. And bo- boy, what Mal, what happens at the school festival besides somehow reusing even more shots from the like first two episodes? Well, a couple even... things happen. Um, I would say my favorite moment of sing- one of my favorite moments of that seems like a genuine mistake and not an artistic choice is when Koyori is on her phone looking at recipes and her thumb <gasps> is moving as if she were scrolling her phone and the image is completely static for yeah. like four seconds on screen. That was a laugh out loud for me. That yeah, was an out loud yummy, chuckle. Yeah, the yummy curry is just remains. That's how yummy curry on her phone. Yeah, yeah she's just running um, her thumb over it lovingly. She's not even yeah. trying to scroll. Um, so the school festival is about um cooking food while holding hands with your girlfriend, and how and that's also, hard. But if you're really good at it, you two people can be as powerful as three regular people in the kitchen. Wow. Oh yeah. Uh, and also way more love and care is given to a like 30 seconds like oh yeah tazana you're good with machines like fix this burner for us yep that uh it's you know if this show boy loves his screwdriver if this show were trying to be more of a slice of life its priorities would make more sense i think that that's really why we included it in this episode of the of our podcast is because at its heart, someone at Gohans wanted to make a slice of life show and was allowed I, to weave it into this shit. 
And I hope that they are working on do it yourself now that it finally is coming out for real for real. Uh, I, I say that as I look up and see that it actually does not have a release day on this trailer. Yeah, very sad. That's right. But it's it's going to come out for real. Um, there was yeah, another so... funny joke in episode seven that I laughed at mm-hmm. where they have to cook at the school festival because every single other chef, all these high school girls in full chef uniforms all have their arms in slings because they all broke their arms at the same time. Oh, in the yeah. That was very yeah. funny. That Credit where credit is due. That was also an out loud laugh. Episode seven, the funniest episode in the show, for sure. Absolutely. Um, another funny thing about the show is the mixture of the like classic, you know, Zony instead of Sony. All oh, that yeah. Stuff. But also there is just like a normal Asahi billboard. Yeah, and, like, and that's in one of the, I believe that that's um, Tazuna Ziggurat, right? Or is it Kriori yep. Ziggurat? Ta- uh, yeah, it's in it's Taz's. It's their Ziggurat. And it's yep. like this big um, famous bridge in Osaka downtown. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of billboards that are just actual brands. There's there's fake Starbucks right next to real Asahi Super Dry. And then there's fake, uh, like, book off next to real Glico running guy. Yep. It's yep. so strange. The amount of actual brands that appear in this show is, like, crazy. I, oh, so fucking odd. I wonder how they did that. Well, I, I, there's a lot, I, was it... the amount of, like, booksellers you see in the show, like, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, Kata, like, Katakawa, like, you know, they were involved with this. That's but it right. Just, it it's was very Katakawa. jarring. And also the, sometime, and also when the real life advertisements are misspelled, really big fan of that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Those are pretty good. Involved. I gotta yeah. say. My um, favorite yeah, billboard, was... it's the one for a random restaurant that says Gohan, which means rice, but it's capital H, so it's like Gohan oh, Dizza. That's not, that, Mal, that's not a random restaurant. That is where Chizuru and Hayate work. No, they work, they work, at, at, they work at Cocktail Corn. No, oh, you're right. They okay, work so at Gohan, Cocktail Corn. Gohan they do is work just at a billboard co. we see like a million times uh, okay. in the show for no Th- reason. That That is funnier than... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me. No, it's just there. I believe it is visible from the booth seat that we are at whenever yeah. we're inside Cocktail Corn. But make no mistake, Chizuru and Hayate are the owners and operators of Cocktail Corn Family Restaurant. The logo? Uh, that's right. It's a martini glass with a corn niblet in the inside. That's what American food force. is like to me. Unstoppable force. Oh, God. It's so cool. It's so they- cool. Also, they do dress in, like, gothic Lolita, like, like pastel gothic Lolita yeah. uniforms at Cocktail Corn. It's great. You get to see it's like It's like what I would that. describe as, like, the most family-friendly maid cafe, but with, like, muted uh, down-home country colors, basically, is the outfit there. Oh, yeah. it, it's you know, very, what if Cracker very Barrel cool. was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it works super so well. It's... So, yeah, now that we are more than halfway through the show and have only had two foot fu- or I guess three, yeah, three fights. We are into. We're due for a fight. What's yeah, our next Hibiki arc? Yeah, Kodama baby, yeah. Sugita, uh, Sugita as the you know chubby Pison and the failed <sighs> twin tails idol Kodama, voiced by Mikako Komatsu. Yep, two uh, massive, massive names. Once yeah. again, um, I mean Sugitomo does not need introduction. 
he's not been in, in many of the shows that we've watched in the podcast, but he's been in like everything else. You would have seen yeah. him in Lucky Star playing himself, what? if you remember correctly. Yes, yes. I mean, um, obviously, you will be covering Nietzsche Bros at some point. That's so. true. That's a really good point, yeah. actually. So yeah. keep your and ears then, and eyes peeled for that. Yeah. And I bet I uh, for, for Komatsu, she's in Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Die. It's really good. She, she plays a character named Ma'am. Uh, it's great. Also, Maki. That's that's who, why you care, Mal. Um, I'll tell you why I care. It's because um, she plays Mariko in Bodacious Space Pirates. Let's go. That's fucking Let's right. Let's go. Marika. Oh, yeah. Pardon me. Marika. Uh, another big oh. one is uh, in uh, Magia Record. She is Momoko, who is a character I liked quite a bit. So she's been around. You had a fair amount of work as well. Oh, she's in one of the... Oh, shit. She's in the upcoming Strike Witches spinoff. Luminous Witches. <laughs> oh, oh. Let's go. Very excited Let's for this. Go. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm so pumped for that. this one. Uh, yeah, she's been around lots of cool work. She got one of the Papuko guest spots on Pop Team Epic, so you know she's certified. Go to you say that, but also the as as a fellow Pop Team Epic uh, lover, you know, big fan of uh, the Pop Team Epic guy making Toho Doge. Shut up, kill yourself. Stop, 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 stop. Kibosh, bit kibosh, and but there are but there are also like just nine thousand people who have now voice pivoted me and Papako. Yeah, but they're uh, all goaded because of that. That's like, true. I want that's to... true. That is true. I I didn't mention it. Sumi Sumire uh, Morohoshi gets a Popoko yeah. turn. Obviously, she does the Ichigo Aoi with um, Azusa Tadakoro. Um, it's so whatever. Cool. It's, it's so still cool. an, it's still if it is almost a modern rite of passage for big name yeah. voice actors i think it's worth mentioning sorry for being That's... a scrub i'm i'm i mostly just wanted to reference i know the post. Let's, i know let's be honest you here. mostly let's wanted to honest. increase the harm and that's fine but yeah. as long as you reckon as long as you recognize that yeah but anyway so yeah it like they so, are a pretty idols, standard idols here now yeah and you know like, what that means pretty... that means they're gonna oh, no. show her singing the song and if you thought that the fight choreography was sickening, <laughs> let me tell you, the onstage choreography of the idol song is really <laughs> difficult. It's so... She is just, like, looks like she's being dragged around in Blender. There is no... they Like, MMD dances generally have a better flow to I them feel, than I, hers. I feel like um, they must have lacked confidence in how the dancing looks. Yeah. Which I think is shocking given how the show looks, that they were like really focusing on this one aspect. I think that the I think it looks kind of fine. Like I've definitely seen worse idol choreography on like dedicated yeah. idol shows. Um yeah. honestly, Aikatsu season one and two and three and four has yeah. worse choreography than what I saw here. But the camera that is overcompensating yes. for it. It really just plummets it right to the bottom. Yeah. Hardest to watch idol routine I've seen. In like legitimately, sometime. if it was the like the early pre 3D precure ending static camera, it would be better for it. Right? Yeah, it that's just, true. Yeah, it, we need to get Create Boy on this beat. <laughs> imagine, imagine. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's up with Kodama and Hibiki? You you already know exactly what the deal is. She is struggling. Idol. He is the manager that believes in her so much. Yep. Um, it, this one is well worn, but it is um, portrayed just fine by two talented voice actors within uh, this show. 
and and their fighting has a little you you there the unique thing with their fighting is that every everybody in the show can like slide around on the ground like they're wearing you know turbo rollerblades but uh, uh sugita's hibiki can just use instant transmission which is really good that really that good shit's very funny that. the fact that he just keeps teleporting is really yeah. really cool he's very uh-huh. cool in this one um sugitomo as well someone who's having a lot more fun than the script calls for in this show um, he's chewing up the scenes yeah uh this this one's really cut and dry another fantastic takes two whole episodes um arc of uh fight um oh um, i should say um kodama's insufferable bit is that she is constantly quoting <laughs> famous historical leaders oh she uses some of the quotes she uses like the same quotes multiple times but not yeah. in like a callback sense no she it just, just keeps saying a, like, them yeah it's wonderful. I the fact don't... that the first quote she pulls from is Woodrow Wilson is like, like I think her first line of dialogue in the show is she goes, U.S. President Woodrow Wilson once said, and you're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, it's it's one. Yeah, and they're not even particularly well known quotes or anything. Like, who knows? Maybe they're more well known in Japan, right? But like, sure. Like, Let's give them the, that benefit yeah. of the doubt. Yeah, got you know gotta respect gotta respect the authors um they also have the most like jarring meet up again after the fight thing where you know kodama she's performing yet again and when taz and koyori go up to them hibiki does not really acknowledge that they've met before like he reintroduces himself and it's very very jarring don't you don't understand why but then kadama just sees koyori's like hey let's go let's get this bread it's so strange Um, yeah but now we're almost we're almost we're almost through now now we're getting what happens what what happens after kodama and hibiki Um, get their shit rocked after kodama and hibiki get their shit rocked we have another full a filler episode about cooking food but this time instead of the student uh festival they are at cocktail corn uh employed part-time by the illustrious chizuru um this is great i think this is my favorite joke that i made in this show where the way that they cut cabbage when they're holding hands is that uh one of them is holding the cabbage at the cat's paw and one of them has the knife and oh, yeah. not only is that not safe but my little joke here. This one's for all the high art fans in the room. This reminded me a lot of Marina Abramovich's rest energy, <laughs> um, but for cutting cabbage in the kitchen. But, yeah. Um, yeah, no bow and arrow, but still, still pretty fucking close. Yeah, there's a lot of trust yeah. involved. It is a really sacred activity for two people who are in deep, deep love. Um, also, she can talk now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. At this point on, oh, Koyori can talk. Um, yeah. Okay. Yes. Because with the way that she could talk when they're fighting Kodama and Hibiki, she undergoes the saddest magical girl transformation you will ever. She's not, I, you can't even call it Maho Shoujo. No, she, she just that. She just uh, she simply henshins. Yeah, and then it, and then she has her own Nimrod, um, which is and, a cool dress, and then also the same sword. Pretty, pretty much. Pretty yeah, much. Yeah. Pretty much. She, she, she's copying his swag. Uh, and then yeah, the fl- yeah and she's then swagger she's... jacking severely yeah and then she speaks you didn't even really like when she spoke for the first time there was a good like three second pause and then you're like wait ha- why was that what her first line was yeah and, and then the episode's just over and then every other line she says you're going huh all right 
Guess that's her. Yeah. But um but yeah, she she can talk while they while they be cooking in the kitchen. Um which is cool. But, and then they have a bunch of dialogue about how they're going to do really good together and they're actually really impressive when they work together. Um and that Shizuru really believes in them to defeat God. And it's one episode it's one full episode in a single core to hype them up for the final boss, which is um Tsudaken and Koryori's twin sister. And it's really not two episodes, because episode 11 is entirely backstory for where Sudaken comes from. Once again, his character is named something the fuck else, but he's just, I'm just calling Daichi, him Daichi, come on. What? But yes. But yeah, yes. Daichi Nagaoka, sorry. Apologies, that's yeah. my bad. Um, he, is, he is Sudaken Pinstripes Edition. Yeah, oh my god, every fucking dude in the show wears pinstripes, it's so strange. It's such a bad choice for a show that already induces vertigo to have just like vertical lines on every single dude in the show. It's so dumb. Um, no, it's cool. It's awesome. But what is, <sighs> but what is the cool and awesome Sudaken backstory in this show now? You're gonna make me say it. Uh, his doctor. backstory is that he is the first ever gay guy to shake hands with another gay guy. <laughs> yep. He and Makihara used to be partners. They used to be handshakers together. Oh, yeah. um, and then they worked with the Octagawa, or they worked with the Octagawa professors. That's right. Koyori and Mayumi are very special girls. Uh-huh. Um, if, you, if you couldn't tell from the white hair and Koyori's constantly near so one of the things is that it's established that if Tazuna isn't holding Koyori's hands she's just gonna rapidly die but, but then, then like over the course of the show that becomes hard to deal with so they just have these little like 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 they have these little debriefs where Makihara is like okay we got her limit up increased to about an hour okay now it's a, yep. now it's like really now she's good for like about a couple hours so they can just hang out apart from each other and progress some other aspect of the show without the stupid entire central premise of the show getting in the way. It's so it's, it's really so creative. cool. It's so <laughs> cool. Uh, it's the active disdain for its own restriction. Um, oh. It is actually it's it is uh, like not interesting but confusing at how little the like we have to be holding hands forever is used for like no comedic effects. There is like. A couple very like very low effort like oh man they're holding hands in the high school everyone is saying that they're a couple yeah uh, and then also when they sleep they have a hand condom that you know that that thing is weird i wish they explained what that did because it seemed to just be a sleeve for their two hands to be inside when they yep. hold hands that That's yeah cool, like, does it even make sure that their hands are holding while they're sleeping probably not because it's very loose fitting yeah but it's it's really it's really dire out there in these streets yeah it's not um, easy to shake some damn hands yes but what's up with koyori and mayumi's dad uh koyori mayumi's dad is a very twisted gentleman who falls down a pit of despair called um experimental science to talk to god oh yeah question mark so, i'm gonna be real with you i do not know what happened here. I have no fucking clue. I need you to help me. Uh, okay, that that's her. So yeah, so Hyman showed up. I mean, that's basically the uh, the only important thing is that this is where the like three lines of Hyman uh, dialogue is because she's like just one of the like other professors. Yep. So basically, Mrs. Octagawa gave birth to the 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 two white haired girls. They were born in the ziggurat though, 
and they are super powerful handshakers. But also, if they lose, they, so if you die in the game, you don't even get hurt in real life. Like they go, they go out of their way to say like, oh yeah, everyone's like fine from their injuries. Actually, yeah, it is Except just a for game. Koyori. You're playing a game. If she loses, she dies. Um, and also, if Koyori and Mayumi stop holding hands, they will also die. Um, but the but the the dad who's on this quest to meet God. If you win enough handshakers fights, you do get to meet God. Um, he you know starts he starts getting twisted with it, um, and just goes on uh, like you know very standard like ah I'm gonna become the bad dad, um, and they go off to kill like like just very matter of factly uh, like. Sudaken says like, "Oh yeah, they went off to go kill God and, and never returned. It's been like ten years, uh -huh. and then uh, the sisters lost their memories and fell into a coma. And uh -huh. I kidnapped Mayumi because of this. And the the frame of it, him holding Mayumi's comatose child body, is incredible. God damn, they really went all out with that. Um, and then he puts her on drugs that make her her fall in love with him and be his handshake part. Oh." Not romantic. Basically, makes him it makes her his dog. Um, yeah, it's, and... it's not it's not the same sort of like pure bond of love that uh, a random guy walking into a hospital bed can make with a girl who's in the hospital bed. This is like this yeah. one's twisted. This one's bad. Yeah, this 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 one this one's this one's pretty twisted. If you didn't think so before, they do remind you he used drugs on her. Yeah, um, that's true. And then this all ha so like this is all like told through you know flashbacks. It is a lot of an animation, but sometimes it will just cut to them being at the mall, standing about twenty feet apart from each other, with like some of the worst low animation like frame pans. Like Dazaki is rolling over in his grave <laughs> at everything happening here. Um, just there's a really bad straight on shot of like suda and mayumi where the like the lighting it's like trying oh. to underlight them but it's lighting through them and it just looks like i want i want to like how this whole scene looks and it's just not happening it can't happen i want it to work but it just <sighs> anyway they finally fight and it's a very long fight and wouldn't you know it uh, my, Mayumi, Mayumi just summons a lot of orbs and she can chuck the orbs at them and things look bad, but eventually they form a thruple and they all hold hands together and that brings Mayumi back to life. Um, but she still loves Suda. Um, and then the show just kind of ends at that point. They go, like, yeah. Tazuna, um, and Ta Tazuna and Koyori are like, oh, we're going to go fight God. Cut to Mayumi and Suda's being like, yeah, we're still going to go do this shit. And then... And then there's a little bit of voiceover from God himself, and then it cuts to a guy who looks like um, looks like Johnny Bep from Aikatsu. Lots of Aikatsu parallels in this show. This is the uh, last one that we see, though. And then oh, there's yeah. a voiceover, and then it cuts to a guy. And then, after the final shot of the final episode, they play the ED again, and then they're done. Uh, they do you played want, do you the ED. Yeah. Uh, first of all, uh, the voice of God is, uh, or sorry, the yeah, the voice of God is Daisuke Namikawa. Yep. Just right at yeah. the end. It's right at the end. Oh man, uh, who could we pay one million dollars to do about three <laughs> lines of dialogue? Oh, I just can't think yeah. of anyone. Um, uh, who you it, might know as Yu Narukami from Persona Four. <laughs> 
I I really I, I appreciate you um, thinking that the audience needs to be reminded who Daisuke is. Um, I'm just but, saying. I'm just saying. You know. And, and not going for you know Cho. So I I'm starting to doubt your JJK super fan. Uh, who you might know as uh, Leonard Testarossa from there the from the Two Chain songs. <laughs> But also, uh, do you want to know? I, I brought this up before, but to remind you, his actual name is Nielsen Fumiyuki. Great what? name. Great name. Nielsen Fumiyuki. N I E L S E N F U M I U or Y U K I. It's a great name. It's a great name. Shouts out to Nielsen Fumiyuki. Um, W's Mal. We're gonna watch it. It's it's all it's okay. like W's legitimately pretty fun. <laughs> you're never gonna watch it because you don't trust me anymore but no, i trust you i'm just not um, watching w's yeah but they're it really like i try and talk about this as as we said try and talk about the plot of this show is uh a challenge because we are putting more effort into it than like the structure of the show itself is yeah. at times. but it really does just end like there is a you know a it stops much Right, like the like you know, classically, hey, the final fight's going to be longer than the previous fights, uh -huh. sure, but it is not. It's not a very interesting final fight, right? It is uh, standard, like oh man, they look real tough, but we could pull it out in the end. No real twists and turns along the way. Uh, they do fight on a really bad looking palace um, with some look. The sky. There are multiple like skyline shots while they're fighting that we would just pause and look at the fucked up skyline, and that was fun. Oh, those are uh, really the good. The, yeah, the the end of the show just happens to you. It's not like it is. It just nothing really happens except for the passage of time. Yeah, the it, ending of this is, show is is a cutscene, <laughs> and I mean that yeah. in the video game sense of the term. Yeah, um, where like you like watch there's, it. Like, like there is a bit like it tries to have a bit of tension is like, ah, wait, since Mayumi is like Koyori, if she loses her Nimrod, she dies for real, for real. She but, doesn't. It's, they, that, but that is just immediately, you know. Yeah. D uh, don't worry. She's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, they, they also they're called uh, silver. Mm, mm, no, what's oh, great sorry, in the show yeah. is what when uh suda so all of the like handshaker teams have their team names so there's you know team card team shadow and then suda's like team shadow really team... fucking sick oh yeah and then uh suda's just like we're team cocoon i'm gold cocoon she's silver cocoon saying gold and silver cocoon in english it's great we love to see it well it's suda um, says gold cocoon silver cocoon it's sort of like his, his delivery on that one that was my suda impression <laughs> Very, very sexed up. Oh, yeah. You, you push Matt. it right up into Thank the you. nose and you make it sound super hot oh, and yeah. sassy. Um, it's, yeah. I hate this show so much. I hate this show so fucking much. Uh, well, we're, I, we're, we've, we've, anything else you need to get out there? Uh, okay. Well, we're done talking about what happens in the show. So, yeah. Let's talk about overall feelings. Um, this is an insanely frustrating show. Not only is it hard to watch and it's bad, yada, yada. We've been talking about that for about an hour now. But, like I said, there's lots of individual elements that, are good on their own lots of good performances lots of very talented actors lots of honestly enjoyable music um i'll put some music in at the start and the end uh you guys will hear it you guys will be like that's not bad it's not bad is the thing um i found myself very bothered by how much i found the music entertaining um insofar as it's in this show they're playing fucking like 
They're playing like I'm exploring campus for the first time in a rewrite type music during every fight <laughs> scene in the show. The amount of times you wrote referenced like the concept of visual novels while we were watching this was, is there this were very show good feels jokes. So, so much so like, like a visual novel, like right? It, like it feels it feels like a bad visual novel adaptation. Like the the fact that I saw multiple like of the animators like ah oh, you just worked on the like Utawaramet. I cannot say that word out loud. <laughs> you know the one the Mask of Despair uh, yep. adaptation. Yep. Um, like it's like oh it makes sense, but it also did lead to my personal favorite bit where in the middle of the Sibcon fight you just go like, I should probably just read Subahibi, right? Yeah, I just uh, like started which... like thinking about what else I could be doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, and uh, I, which... I'm probably gonna uh, read Subahibi now because of how much this show hurt my feelings. There we go. Um, which is going to be listen, healing for me. I'm looking forward to that. All, all part of the plan. Um, um, yeah. Maybe White Album 2. You know, lots of options. Hey, hey, let's go. Let's go. Um, but, um, I think that this... My, so when I, I, you know, watch this as it was air, so once a week, so the, like, the structural issues of, like, not much happening in the plot was, like, less apparent because it was still, like not knowing the like direction of the show the like concussive visual stylings were that much more impressive and i don't know i feel like this the sumi pay stuff like episodes through like i guess like what two through five or whatever that when it is the most heavily sumi pay yeah i i legitimately like you know what this is a very fine seasonal to be watching i'm sure I'm enjoying yeah yeah no totally i think this. it really peaks around like that like just before the midway point totally yeah, and, and I think still if you like... wanted to like, the visual style is incredibly powerful, overbearing, but it doesn't really become grating until the halfway point. I think up until the halfway point, you're still kind of like hooked on the novelty of it all, because yeah. truly well, I, yeah. nothing else ever has or will look like this again unless there's another W's sequel or something. Oh yeah, uh, I would say W's is actually like remarkably more like look. It still it still has this flair, but like it you know, and like W's and Scarred has a pretty like ah this is what a standard late twenty tens animes look like okay, at this okay. point, which is kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because I need like but yeah the the back half of the show one it stops really do like it is it stops throwing new things at you. It is just you know hey what if we have some fucked up Dutch angles here for a second. And it just, it also, they don't use it as much. So it becomes more noticeable when it's assaulting you. Whereas the first, like, for, you know, that first episode, they throw it all at you. And I don't like all of it, but it is, I'm so glad it exists. Like, it is that thing, like, man, this is so fucked up. Like, I'm so happy this got funded. You are following your vision. I hope, I hope someone is able to learn a lesson here and incorporate this in a cooler way somewhere down the line. Man. I want I want them to win. Yeah. I really want them to win now. It's a, um, but I feel you. I think this show has a has a lot that want makes you want to root for it. But equally as impressive, it manages to discard all that goodwill by the end of the show. No, and I like watching this in a concentrated three sessions with you. Oh god, yeah, that was um, meaty. I can't believe yeah. we did the first six in one sitting. I like we and we were not planning that. I was just like, oh yeah, want to yeah, like watch the like, handshakers? Sure, I got time. Sure, I got time. <laughs> and then, and then when we started up episode five, you were like, 
All right, let's call it at, at episode six. It was like our <laughs> word. Okay. Yeah, I was like, we... we're called. Yeah. Uh, I've just figured. I've just figured out my limit for this. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it is two and a half hours. After this. Yeah. Um. But yeah, you took a yeah. So you said that, and then after episode five, it was like, all right, I'm gonna go take a smoke break, and 15 minutes passed before you were ready. Well, okay. Uh, to be fair, when just... I do a smoke break, I usually have to pee afterwards. But, oh, smart, yeah. smart. I mean, like, you're not wrong. I re that smoke break took a lot out of me because there was so much emptiness from the show. But, oh. I mean, there's, oh. I don't know, there's just so much, like, it, it's the thing where, without, like, trying to sound too up my own ass, like, oh, there totally is value in, like, watching stuff that is bad, but I don't want to just watch, like, Oh man, here's another like isekai show that I already like. I'm going into it thinking that I'm not going to like it. Or here's like a boring, um, like fuck, or not even boring. Like whatever the fuck Shield Hero is doing and all yeah, that you stuff, know, like right, inventing so, like, racism twelve or whatever. Oh yeah, Sl slavery but woke. Um, yes, but I so it's like what it's like going into this like man, this is kind of a like a wreck of what somebody expects to like have an experience of watching an anime but boy it is memorable yeah totally like uh, for all that it's hard to follow and my complaints it is a memorable show in a positive way it is also yeah. just very bad yeah like I, do i think that uh, more shows should be incorporating a fisheye, uh, like, diagonal sweeping pan through a crowd. Probably not, no. Probably not. But, um, but it's cool. It's kind of cool to see yeah. someone do it. This, uh, it really feels like, um, uh, this feels like, uh, when, when you see, like, um, the first ever sneak peek at, like, a Kojima project or something at, like, E3. Uh-huh. Where it's yeah, like, yeah. wow, I don't know if he should really be trying to do this, but that's so fucking cool. Um, this is like yeah. if all of those came true, I think, you know, or like maybe this Kojima is, yeah, is the wrong. Is the... This is like this is like the first trailer for No Man's Sky, but it's a whole anime. <laughs> is what yeah, is what this uh, yeah, is like? You know what I mean? Like it, it it's sort the, of like no, thrilling. Is... You really feel like you're on the cutting edge of something, even if it is c completely failing. No, you know, the, you know, whenever um, our friend Rosie will just post a Reddit screen cap of like some guy having the most like untethered from reality like list of desires from a new video game yes and like this like handshakers is fulfilling all those desires it is 60 frames per sec oh my i found 60 a, frames I found interpolated a, handshakers i yeah i found a clip of somebody putting handshakers through 60 frames and it is uh captivating um i'll why we i we will we will be putting it on the twitter feed. oh yes um, oh yes i didn't want to retweet it uh but, already i would have already done no, that but i didn't want to spoil what we're watching so i have it bookmarked yeah, you've been, and i'm gonna you've retweet been, it you've been, the second. In, you've been living a lie the past two weeks yep um, yep i'm gonna retweet it the day before the podcast drops you guys are gonna love this shit <laughs> Oh, oh god yeah. i'm looking at it right now <laughs> the, it's so funny how all the particle effects just go the away particle effects yeah they really just disperse immediately um yeah it's like how damage uh. in video games calculates per frame all the particle effects are calculated by frames they disperse double speed another weird thing is that in the first fight blood exists yeah. and then they're just like like as over time there's just less and less battle damage i don't it's very, it's very strange. Yeah. I think the, it, it feels like a very pronounced internal inconsistency. 
that is not addressed yeah. um I, it's that's that's a weird one for me that that's a weird one um speak oh uh and speaking of the, uh, the color of the blood is also the same color as the blushing in this show which yeah. you had a big problem with it's you, it's, the... it's a very harsh maroon it doesn't look appealing at all um the blushing on this show only appears whenever a girl is talking about her younger brother or when koyori is learning how to um hold a boy hand and yeah or whenever they do when that, they ate a really good meal they blush yeah that's but, also true you know. that's also true but that's a, that you know there's two there's two very distinct blushes in the show there's the i'm having a good time blush which is like just that nice faint pink uh sticker sort of thing going on and then they have the serious romantic implications blush which are these insanely harsh dark scar like maroon slashes that are yeah. just way too aggressive for the palette of this show I think something about something about this show's look that really softens all the edges and sort of like takes away definition. It is kind of cool, but I think it is one of the underlying things that makes this show hard to look at is that rather yeah. than your bold outline, you have often a pastel complementary outline color. Like a lot of the outlines in the external of your character cells are I, cells, you know, in, in like the Sakuga term, yes. obviously this is the most digital yes, yes. show ever fucking made. But like, oh, you you cow, welcome. <laughs> um, um, but like the your external outlines for your character cells are like usually pastels of the care of the color inside, right? So like the hair is like a yes. lighter color as on the outline. There's and a lot of purple in this. Show. Lots of purple, it's, it's, lots of teal, yeah. lots of like yeah. kind of like off like olivey greens. Um, mm-hmm. and I think that this is not a bad visual style. But if you combine that with like lots of flashing light particle effects and fast-paced action, it makes everything so muddy. Um, I, yeah. I will say, I think the one reason that my the Chizuru fight is my favorite is because it happens mostly at nighttime. And so those, mm-hmm. those outlines pop off of the background, which is darker, a little bit better. And I think no, that's I th- why that ends up being the most readable fight. And my God, that's a low bar. But I, I, I I've been thinking about this. I think that the but outlining the final is a big fight goal. is also the final fight's also a, or actually no like the, the final, final fight takes place in every time. The final fight it's is weird. is one of each setting we've seen in the show so far yeah, and to its detriment. Yeah. It is so dumb. Yeah, I was gonna say like, oh, it's also at night, and then I remember like, oh no, when they're actually shaking their hands on the bridge, it is day. Yeah, now. no, okay, yeah, yeah you're. Uh, I definitely there's definitely uh, some scenes in that fight that take place at night, but it's the I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, really hard to say. It takes place. I'll tell you where it takes place in the Ziggurat, capital Z. That that a do that a do. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Lots of lots of things to take apart from this show. Um, lots of very lots of interwoven issues uh, with the visuals. Um, uh, really hard to point to any one or two things that stand out as being the source of the problems, but I, I do think that the outlining is something that is relatively unique to this show for it being an action show and is detrimental. Mm-hmm. And then obviously yeah. the CG and the particle effects are, you know, once again, I think that I... the blingy chains honestly are kind of fucking sick. They are just yeah. way too much, way too quickly in the two episodes in which they appear. It's already way too much. But it's a cool idea. And, yeah, I th- I think I like the blingy chains more than the ge- like Tazana's fucking unlimited gear. Oh yeah, it's way effect. cooler than I the actual uh, what's it called? Single yeah. gear, the stupid ass. Yeah, so, yeah stupid ass um, bike it, name sword Williamsburg riding a penny farthing ass bitch. 
But then it also, but then like when he turns it into a gauntlet, it's just like, well, what? Hold on, what? No, come on. There's no, there's no sauce here anymore. Why are you just punching? Yeah, um, the gauntlet looks bad. But I feel um, like I um, whenever you have a cool weapon in anime, you should have at least one shot where they're doing the, where they're doing the the sunrise Gundam pose and they're holding the weapon the, so you the, can see the, it. The Obari sword pose. That's the point. Please. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, what's yeah. it called? The the Obari sword. Pose. You should do the Obari uh, sword pose. And that's yeah. the point of that pose, is so you can see that Pretty the weapon wing is does cool, it. and then you can read what the weapon is doing better when it's moving really fast. Yeah. Like, All the other everyone ones... Everyone does move really fast in this. Yeah, really fast um, is kind of like, kind of an exaggeration, I, I think but... That is, that is, actually that is one of the, like, things that's weird about the fights in the show, is that there is a lot of, like, large movements and muddied, but since there's, like, no sense of place in the actual, like, fight arenas, like, the closest you get to it is, like, ah, the Lily fight is, like, close to the water, but also on the tops of buildings, but it, it also feels like it doesn't actually matter at all. It's just, you know, they're still just in the fucking, you know, the Tekken lab fighting in the, un in the void. But, yeah. This show should have taken place in a uh, fighting game training stage. Absolutely. Absolutely. This should have been done in the yeah. SF4 white room. That should be what the ziggurat is. But, like, the thing is, though, is that we can talk about, like, so much about, like, the visuals and, like, the things that could have been cool about it and the things that are outright bad. But it is pretty hard for me to talk about the plot because just watching it in this concentrated justice, like... The plot is a lot worse. Like the, I, oh, I'm yeah, more yeah. bummed out about the writing of this than the visuals. I, that I is like you. the actual takeaway for me. I, I think but. I think you've hit the nail on the head. Like the visuals have a lot going on, and they're interesting, and they're unique, and they're kind of cool, even if they don't work. But the plot is just like very conventionally bad. Yeah. In a way that is disappointing and sad. Um, Which also and which the like script. With... The, the, I want to say the script in particular. The dialogue is yeah. like really mostly poor in this show. Yeah. which is which is what makes it a, a bummer because like i you know again leaving me liking w's more than this yeah. aside but like scar and the praetor is just a pretty good it's like, it's like oh this is like a just a pretty good story in the script but that it has less of the you know the visual quirks of this it doesn't make me sound like man i want i want go hands to bring this energy to their next show which now isn't tokyo babylon because people are cowards <laughs> it's yeah I saw the oh, Tokyo Babylon thing. Plate. Unfortunate. Yeah, but um, you know, I want I want them to win now. I, if if you haven't picked up on that by now, um, you know, but what it was this fun thing fun? No, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go so far <laughs> as to call this a fun thing. I think that this uh, yeah this I isn't think a this slice dumb of life thing was show. Dumb. As a sorry, bad. judging this by the standards of the slice of life genre, as we've come to expect, um, those parts are clearly some of the more passionate angles of the show. Um, yeah. The action's not very good, so I guess those parts are better. Um, but they're go. not very good either. I don't know. Um, I would give this one and a half out of five stars. Ooh, I. Uh... I've given this the muted face on uh, Amulet. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Cool. Good to know. Like, which is that? Like yeah, the grimace I... emoji or like the straight line mouth emoji? Well, the the straight the straight line mm. mouth. Well, it's like you know. I generally you know. Hey, if I like the show, give it the smiley. If I'm, you know, uh, like 
most other shows just get the flat face because I only I I save my frowny faces. I want people to know like no, I actively I actively dislike this one. This is this is Wonder Egg to me. Um, this is okay, let, let, let's let, let's do everyone's favorite bit. Look through the R A. Yeah, this is my <laughs> this is my three episodes of Tokyo Revengers. This wow. is my Tales from Earthsea. Wow. Um, this is my you know. Oh yeah, the the Wonder Egg OVA counts as a, its own thing. Wow, uh, this is my Hakubo. Um, if I really watch Hakubo, fuck. Here, me, I can tell you which things I've rated uh, as low or lower than this show. Uh, really quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Night Shift Nurses one and two. Let's go. <laughs> Wonder Egg priority. <laughs> Japan Sinks twenty twenty. Gyo twenty twelve. Tokyo twenty four coup. And Sakuraso no Pet Nakanojo. I'm so proud of you. Yep, that's my bottom seven on my anime list. BNA, you know what? I did. I did have more fun watching this than BNA, even though this. I feel worse about Handshakers on a rewatch. Yeah, I still, okay. I still feel better about it than cool. BNA. Cool. I'm that's glad my, to hear. That's good. I'm that, really glad to is, hear. Yeah, that is that is the key. If we'll yeah, we'll use that as the official breakpoint of what is something worth seeing. Um, anything better than BNA? Yeah. There um, you go. There you go. But Mal. Yep. Well, was this fun thing fun? It was fun to watch it with you. There. Oh, thanks, buddy. Anytime, pal. But any do you, anything to pl- <laughs> yeah. As as the host here, do you have anything to plug? Anything? I to actually do need to people? explain Where some stuff to our dear us? listeners. So I really hope that you listen yeah. to this OVA. Um. So I last time on the episode we talked about the scheduling changing at my new job and the episode uploads changing and also the show that we're doing, and all of that is a lie and I'm very sorry. But here's what's happening: um, the release schedule will be going back to Fridays after this Let's episode. Go. Yeah, I know. I just got told yesterday at my job that my schedule is going back to my old schedule, like that I had yeah. at my previous job. So it's cool. But long story short. Hashtag fun things Fridays will return triumphantly with me and Ronka in just about a week and a half from the time of uh, this upload on Monday. Nice, nice. And we are also changing the show we're watching. I am so sorry. I know I saw some of you posting that you'd already completed Sakura Trick, (laughs) and that's really great. And you're all set for the next episode after this one. But due to some scheduling issues, um, Ronka and I have decided to change our next show we're watching. So... From this point on, you have about a week to watch Comic Girls 2018. Oh, shit. Uh, as usual, on Sunday, about a week from now, we'll put up the questions uh, tweet on the on our Twitter account. Please hit us up. We'll be opening the mailbag once again. Thank you so much for sticking with us during this little hiatus period while Ronka's having a little vacay um and my life is in turmoil but it's it's getting better i love my new job i'm having a great time i get lots of free food so long story short uh fun thing fridays returns real soon with comic girls and not sakura trick we will do sakura trick right after um because we've already prepped for it but comic girls will be our next episode so please stay tuned for that um thank you so much andrew for coming on the show is there anything that you want to plug sweetie bobidi uh (laughs) <laughs> uh, no, definitely oh, not. Oh shit! No. Fuck. Uh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm 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 rewatching Haruhi with with the artist of this podcast, Boo Cannon. That's, that's right. That's pretty fun. Oh yeah, you know what? Go follow Boo Cannon. Um, at Boo yeah. Cannon on Twitter. There we go. That's what we're plugging. Um, we're plugging uh, our homie Boo. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm here to I'm here to plug uh, Comic Girls. Shouts out to the uh, Suzu Fura. I remember thinking she was kind of funny. Um, nice. I guess we'll find that, out what that, I think pretty soon. There we go. Oh, I also want to plug. I think Boo is doing a show. Um, June tw- June twenty third, Vancouver, BC, at Red Gate. Um, go check out a live show. Um, Boo uh, supporting. Uh, oh, I don't know how to pronounce this artist's name, so I'm not gonna try. Um, go support. Go go check out Bukinon first ever live show. Uh, June twenty third in Vancouver. If you're in Vancouver, go check it out. Bow 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 bow. Um, uh, I I hear it will be a recreation of the K Tranada Montreal yes, boiler room. Yes, set. I will be there in the background with a towel, looking very wet. Um, uh, my 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 friend, uh, my homie Piss will be there. Um, I'll, I'll, post yeah, it up in the I'll corner. Be, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll have one of the beer towers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, me and Piss are gonna be the wizard staff, uh, d- the the dueling fighters of, with the wizard staff. <laughs> oh, it's so fucking. Oh my god. All right, uh, we're also yeah. plugging the Cajunada boiler room set. Go on YouTube and watch that if you haven't seen that shit yet. <laughs> yeah, if you ever want to have a great forty minutes of your life happen, uh, if you <laughs> Egghead, if you ever want to meet Egghead, my boy Egghead. I wonder what I wonder what the priority of Egghead is at that damn party. I think I know. <laughs> All right, that's enough of that shit. We've done a lot of ramble, uh, post amble here. So let's sign off. Uh, I've been Mallory. I've been I've been Andrew. And thank you for listening. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Yeah. Thank you all for listening to a very special episode of Our Fun Things Fun, featuring our lovely, lovely guest star, Andrew, aka at Tsukihimedemake on Twitter. Go follow them already, if you're not already. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say about this one. Uh, please watch Comic Girls for our next episode. We're so sorry about the mix-up. Apologies especially to Shik Dits. I've seen you posting. You're a hero. We love you. Um, other than that, you guys have a great week and a half, and we'll be back on our regular schedule pretty pretty darn soon. So, yeah, everyone uh, stay tuned. Uh, for the music, the intro was the Handshakers OP, and the song you're listening to right now is Grand Canyon off of the OST. Um, Goon Tracks did this song. I'm not going to look up the band that did the first song. That's the tight and tight song to me. It doesn't have a name. You know, it's like how you call the that one song Jibun Wo. It's the same thing. Alright, hope you enjoyed it, and we'll be back to our regular bullshit next episode. Thanks so much for listening. Bye!